Welcome to Build Beyond Bricks, the Western Sydney Community Forum podcast. A place to learn, share, connect and explore using analysis and insights to lead and shape the future of communities. Hello and welcome to our platform, which is all about building communities. My name is Claire Babbage from the team at Western Sydney Community Forum. Today is one of our COVID-19 specials where we unpack the impacts on agencies who are at the forefront of supporting people who experience vulnerability and crisis and where we share our ideas, thoughts, tools and experiences so we can support each other in servicing local communities across Greater Western Sydney. Our guest today is Marie Fain from Hawkesbury Community Outreach Services in the Hawkesbury Local Government Area. Hi, Marie, and welcome to the conversation today. Hi, Claire, and thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So we've got a few questions to see if we can share some of your experiences and wisdom with our community today. So let's just start off by telling us a little bit about the services you offer and how COVID-19 has impacted on your service delivery. HCOS, that's short for Hawkesbury Community Outreach Services, offers many services to the community. I'm the community development worker. I do events, I do training, I do supported playgroups. Um, We also have mobile minders who go into other community centres to support their programs so that parents can attend workshops or exercise classes or whatever they are running as well. We have mobile preschool, which uh, goes from Blacksland to Bilpin, and that's so that um, the community in those areas have access to preschool for their children. We have um, an OOSH which is held at McMahon's Park um, at Currajong in our centre. Um, that runs five days a week. That's mornings. I think it opens at 6.30 in the morning and closes at 7. So it's a long day uh, before and after school care, but um, the children are able to uh, come in and, and relax after school, be fed, and the parents are able to attend work, which is, you know, which is important. You might know that Currajong doesn't have a lot of um, transport, so there's, not a, there's no public transport or it's very sparingly. It's good that the parents are able to drop their kids off in the morning and know that they're in good hands and the bus takes them to the schools in the area. We also have child youth and family services which go into the local high schools and work with the children in the high schools to um, deliver programs. That's just a bit of what we do. We've just recently added a community garden so we have a community garden there now as well which is growing vegetables and things for the community to um, come and take advantage of so a bit of food sustainability. That's what we do. Um, As far as COVID, really, we haven't stopped. We've continued with our services because, as you know, the things I've mentioned are essential services. We were able to keep our oosh running and our preschool running, which the numbers dropped because um, people did isolate and keep their children home. For essential workers, we were able to offer them that service and we were glad to be able to do that. For me, I sort of went into uh, food relief and support for the community. And so there's been a lot of demand for food relief because a lot of people losing their jobs. And so with COVID, I feel like I'm working harder and longer, but I'm loving it still. So that's the main thing. Has it impacted your team as well? Well, when I say our team, like we have a great team. We all work together and see how 
you know, we sort of bounce off each other. So, you know, as far as all the services, I've had to change the way I've thought around delivering events because obviously there's done. I've been able to use my list of events to ring those people and say, how are you travelling? And I think that's been important that they've had that connection when they've had to sort of um, shut down and go indoors and be isolated, that they've had someone, you know, ring and say, how are you travelling? And they, I know that the community appreciated that. So as a result of COVID-19, what was it that you did and what strategies that you did you put in place so that you could continue delivering to your community? I always, HCOS is a great place to work because our manager always allows us to think outside the box. And I think that's one of the things that made it hard with COVID because it put a lot of parameters around things. So you needed to be respectful of what you were being asked to do, but you needed to think about what the community needed as well. We had a meeting and said, like, what can we do and how are things going to change? Of course, the mobile minders stopped because um, we couldn't go into other um, neighbourhood centres because they had also closed. Our centre was given permission to remain open because we ran oosh from our centre. They put things in place like the washing of hands, the social distancing, things like that to make sure that people's um, health and wellbeing weren't affected. Uh, for me, it was about our aged in the community that were totally isolated and also were the ones that were going to be, that would, you know, would feel that most of all because they were vulnerable in the, their, because of their age. You know, the strategy then I had to use is how am I going to reach these people and, you know, what tool can I use? And because I had the sign-in sheets from previous events, I looked up their emails address, I looked up phone numbers and I rang them and said, let me know how you're travelling. This is my mobile number. If you need something, give me a call. And you would be surprised the number of people that were so grateful. You know, one lady said to me, oh, I'm so glad to hear an outside person because I was just thinking I could be dead for a week and no one would know. And I was like, that's a terrible feeling. So these were the challenges that were out there that, you know, once upon a time you wouldn't have thought about that because day-to-day life we're out there doing and people are interacting and they're able to get out of their homes. But um, because of COVID, you know, we had to think in a different way. So this is what we did. We sort of looked about what resources we had that we could use that would help the community through this um through this time. I also loved what you were telling me earlier about getting the young people in your community to still be in contact with those older people and older residents in your community. And although they couldn't go and sing for them anymore, you still had them in contact with each other. What was it you were doing? Yes, what we did, we started a, um, we had a story time because that was the other thing we did. We did our story time online for our um, for our play group. We were trying to think, you know, of some activities and things that would, would keep the, the kids busy and, 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 you know, for the mums, some activities. So um, we started a pen pal club. And so each of the play group participants, the preschool and the oosh, um, students, they w- were approached and given the pen pal kit, which was paper and res- and things to do activities if they wanted to do a picture, so like colour pencils and, and paints and things like that. The coordinators gave the 
uh, arts works and that back to me. And then I made contact with the local nursing home and we took those things to the uh, people that were in the nursing homes. And I just recently got back a thank you card, which I'm just about to post to say thank you to all the um, people that participated in that. But that was a good way of sharing and the giving in the community. But it was a good way of making sure that um, people didn't feel forgotten. And I think that that was important. It also sounds like you gave um, those parents who are at home struggling with full-time childcare um, an activity that felt meaningful for them to do with their children. So that's fantastic. Yeah, we actually did several um, activity bags because what we had each week, we had a story time. Say, for example, when we had the hungry caterpillar, we had an activity bag that the children could make their own caterpillar and then they could post it on. We started a messenger page with our playgroup so that they could talk to each other and they could post their children's what they'd made on the day and then we could comment back on on what they'd done. So that was a good way of um, also, you know, giving the parents that support as well. Because they weren't able to talk to each other and, and have a chit chat outside of the gate anymore, were they? Well, exactly. And that's what, and they're a very close-knit group. One thing I'll say about the Hawkesbury is they're very good a support group. They were missing that, um, that connection. I, initially, everyone was sort of frightened and going, well, we need just to go, go home and stay home. But then they were like, all right, how do we communicate? With, other, with others, like my child is missing the child that they play with at playgroup, so we want to keep that connection. So how do we do that? That allowed the kids to, um, you know, when you put when you post, I'd post a story time on, on uh, Messenger, they could put it up on their screen and listen to Judy, who runs our playgroup. Um, they could see her. They could hear her voice. And we took the, the video in the centre where the kids would normally be. So they felt, yeah, the mispl- the, the um, separation wasn't quite as bad because they could see that it was uh, trying to keep some normality about it, you know, that they were they were looking at Judy, who they would normally see each week, but they couldn't touch her. They could just see her on the screen. So, um, you know, we felt that worked well. Did all of these changes mean that you needed additional resources or did your team learn new skills in order to be able to <laughs> deliver these things? I think the biggest challenge, this Zoom, the new Zoom way of meeting and um, actually taking, recording these story times and putting them onto, um, you know, the net and things like that. I personally didn't even have a Facebook page until last year. So I struggled. Um, being 65, you tend to say, no, I don't want to be part of that. But, you know, this this is what's come from COVID. We've had to learn how to do things digitally and technology. You know, it's out there. But for people who, like myself who've been able to avoid it, we now found a necessity or a skill we needed to have. Hawkesbury Council, who are great council and very supportive. Megan Eng is the community worker there, um, development leader there. They put someone in place that could do workshops for people like myself and I could make an appointment and say, I need to know how to do this. And then she would show me how to do that. And so I was able to post those story times. And so it's been wonderful to say that you know, I've had the opportunity to learn something new. So, you know, COVID has given me the opportunity to learn something new, which is great. So I just need to ask, was it as hard as you thought it was going to be? Well, I'm going to say yes and no, because (laughs) I really had some big resistance because I was like, no, I don't want to go that way. I'm a face to, I'm a touch person. I don't want to be a screen person. And it took a couple of, look, the first time we read the story, I was saying to one of the mums today, 
Judy and I, we read the book 13 times because we kept on forgetting that we're recording and if we say, oh, or we go, oh, that page is stuck. You can't do that because you're recording. So you have to go back and start again because I didn't know how to edit. Yeah, that was something that came later. So um, it was it was very, it learnt me to have some patience. I think that's the other thing I've developed. I'm not a patient person, but this sort of thing has certainly taught me to be patient, to appreciate that technology is out there. So use it, you know, because that's the thing we that can help the community at the moment. So that's what we need to be a part of, whether we like it or not. And I think the beauty of it too was that our mums, especially our playgroup mums, were very supportive of us because they would, uh, they'd send me a message, a message on Messenger and say, Marie, you need to do this or can I help you do this, you know, and um, it was really great. I think it's made us closer um, and I think it's made us more human, if that's mm. possible, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, sounds like it was a good team effort. Yeah, yeah it was. And we laughed. We could afford to laugh at ourselves. That's what, what was good. Like there was no pressure that we, you know, we're not making Gone with the Wind or anything like that. We're just, um, you know, we're just telling a simple story to some children, you know, but you need to do it right because you want to look professional. So, yeah, that was the hard part. <laughs> so now that you've learned all these new skills and we're still not sure what's going to happen in the future, what are your next steps in this new way of working? Like what have you got planned? Okay, so where we're at at the moment is that, especially with our playgroup, I got a, a text this morning saying, when are we going to be able to come back? And so um, we're looking now at those the steps that we need to take for social distance and for COVID that, we, that parents and children can work with because when you're dealing with little ones, they don't understand social distance. So it's really up to the parents. You know, I realise that they want to come back and we want them back, but we need to take the right steps for their safety and so I just said that exactly and um, what's been happening normally we would run playgroup today and this morning I noticed three of our parents outside in the playground and they had their little ones playing on the swings and things like that and so um, I went out and, and said to them you know um, oh I'm glad to see you because you know you've someone's asked when are we coming back and so I was able to explain that and they're like yes we understand it's just that um, the lady said oh I was up here with my little boy Hamish and he was knocking on the door of the centre saying let me in I want to see Judy <laughs> so you know it um, it makes you realise that um, the little ones they don't understand that they just think they're locked out they don't um, they don't understand that it's it's for their own good you know it, it will be a new way of working but for me because we've been working as we've you know we've sort of gone with with the flow if you know what I mean we haven't really had a time where we've had to stop and then and think like I've been doing a lot of work especially with food relief because um as you'd imagine with the people um the unemployment and things like that you know there's been different pressures on different areas and definitely one for me has been food relief I'm looking very much forward to doing an event um doing an event coming out of COVID I've got it set in my calendar for September but we'll see how we go and if you know we're allowed to um how we're going to, how that's going to work. But um, that's what I'm working towards is, like you say, the new normal, which I um, I made a comment this morning that I've never been normal, so I don't know what the new normal looks like. I've always been someone that um, has stood outside the box and, and COVID has allowed me to really run. I really haven't been restricted apart from the wash your hands, social distancing, but I'm in my mind is being able to run with a lot of new ideas that, 
I probably wouldn't have been able to do under normal circumstances. Mm. And it does sound to me, Marie, that you're doing two things. One is you are looking ahead and looking a bit further down the road, you know, planning things for September, but also maintaining that flexibility and that awareness that you're not 100%. Well, nobody knows what's going to happen one day to the next at the moment still. I mean, even though, you know, it felt like we were coming out the other side, but we you know, now we can see that that might not be such a straightforward journey. No, no. Uh, and, and that you're allowing for that flexibility and you're allowing for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And because we've got this open, this is the thing that has been the gift, is that I have found more connection through the community than I did as a worker in an office, in a centre, trying to connect all the time with the community. The community has actually sought us because they know we're out there. We've been posting and we've been doing, um, you know, food delivery and things like that. So really it's helped us connect more if it's possible with the community and to have, like, I like to work from the heart. And so for me, it's been a chance for me to put my heart into my job so that I can say to people, look, we truly care about you and we really want this to be something that doesn't make you suffer. We want you, you know, we we want to support you. And I think that it's allowed me to do that because um, I've had more time, you know, with I started off working from home. And so I was able to get my to slow my brain down and go, okay, let's attack this logically. And how do I go about it? My brain has settled. so I'm not running with scissors. I'm Mm -hmm. actually, you know, um, taking that communication and listening more and and making that connection with the community. So that's been a gift for me. So from all of this learning and all of this experimenting and all of this sort of trial and error and learning new things, do you have like one key suggestion that you'd like to share with other people who are also dealing with this and working in our community in Western Sydney? Look, I think there's a lot of wonderful people out there and I've actually met a lot of wonderful people during this time and I don't think it's from lack of of thinking. I think everyone is thinking what they can do. But for me, I would say that the one thing that I've, I've got out of it is that there's always another way to do your job. There's always never feel that, well, this is it. They've given me these directions. This is what I have to do. You look at these are the directions. This is what I have to do, but this is what I want to do. So how do I make these two things marry so that we, you know, we get the most out of it? Because that's what I feel that that we've done at HCOS. We've looked at the restrictions. We've looked at what we want to deliver. And then we've looked then we've, We've successfully found a way to work that we aren't breaking the rules, but we're supporting the community. And I think that's that's the way. Think outside the box. That's the thing I would say. Don't be don't let anyone put a fence around you and say this is where you need to be and this is what you need to do. Thank you very much, Marie. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And I have loved hearing your stories about what you've been able to achieve and the new ways that you've been reaching out to and connecting with the community. I love to hear that um, something that should maybe have separated us from each other has actually made you feel more connected to your to your people and your clients and, and those families that you work with. For those of you who are listening, please do check out the podcast notes if you want to get in touch with Marie and ask her about any of the amazing work that you've heard about today. We're all working in a new sort of fog, a place we've not really been before, and we're not that certain what to do or how to do it. 
None of us have all of the answers and we're heading in a direction that we hope is the right one. And these are the things that Western Sydney Community Forum will continue to explore as part of, part of our COVID-19 specials. So thank you for joining us today. Please get in touch with your thoughts and questions at any time. If you do have questions, please check out our website we have a space there where you can ask them to a panel of experts. So until the next time, please stay well. We'll speak again soon. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to Build Beyond Bricks by Western Sydney Community Forum, the region's social development council, providing programs, services, analysis and insights. To learn more, visit us at wscf.org.au.